Equiflex, bury me with my guns on on 100.3 The X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, 847 in the AM. Let's be honest, if uh, you're listening to this show, odds are you are familiar with the movie Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And even more, I guess in our favor, is the fact that you know who Simon Pegg is and you're a fan of his work. And we are lucky enough to have caught up with the man himself. He's got a brand new book out. We're going to chat with him about that. But first of all, Simon, thank you, man, for being on the show and taking the time. We certainly appreciate that. Not at all. Pleasure. You know, uh, we uh, we have uh, had a chance to page through the book, uh, Nerd Do Well. Why, why uh, you know, I do like, uh, we were talking how it was funny how reluctant you were to actually write a book. Did it, was it a pay? It seems like it came pretty easy to you, though, once you sat down, yes? Yeah, I wanted to write a book, but I didn't necessarily want to write a memoir, and I, I felt like, it just felt a little bit self-serving, and, and the, the publishers who I sort of like sat down to chat with were like, no, no, you should do it, you should do it. And I went into it slightly reluctantly, but it, it ended up being good fun. I, I kind of, I slotted in a sort of uh, fiction story in the, in the cracks as well between the chapters, and, uh, and some of it was pretty good to sort of relive. And I, the, first, the first idea was to write a kind of production diary of like what it was like on Shaun of the Dead and what it was like on Hot Fuzz and... And, but then I started writing that and just thought it was so boring. It's like, those stories are interesting to me, but I couldn't see them being interesting to other people. So I thought writing about being a kid was something that everybody can relate to, you know? You know, and, and I've, I thought about that. I mean, I do love some of the stories that you have in here about you being a kid. And, and then I wonder, was there a lot of reflection about, you know, remembering that? Or did you have some people, like, kickstart some memories? Or were these all, you know, fresh in your head and you just wanted to get them out? You know, it's funny what, what you can remember when you sit down and you start unlocking those boxes in your brain. You, you, it's amazing how much you do remember. You forget that you remember a lot. You kind of you start tunneling into your mind and you think, geez, you know, you open up a, a sort of compressed file, you know, like on your computer, and it, it's full of stuff. And you, and you just have to use little triggers. Like, I find the Internet was very handy. It would, you know, if I looked at old TV theme tunes or old candy wrappers or you know, stuff that would bring back huge memories that are just tucked away in these recesses in your brain. It's, it's, it's an interesting experience. I mean, sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's shockingly, you know, kind of upsetting. But <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed it. It was an interesting, it was an interesting experience. What do you think is the is biggest surprise about people wanting to know about you? Because you talk a lot in the book, and you even mentioned it here, that, you know, why would someone want to hear these stories? Why do you think we want to hear these stories? Because we do. They're awesome. Well, I felt like, I felt like the, the, the interesting thing to do would be to, to look at, at me being like a little kid, loving Star Wars and Star Trek and being into all that stuff, and then becoming an adult being you know and and being part of those worlds and 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 the journey from one to the other because i think some people look at the film industry or whatever as being this kind of neverland this impossible to get to and it's this sort of weird sort of you know fairy kingdom and it's not you know it's kind of it's just another place of work and it's a very magical one but i just thought it would be interesting to particularly these days when so much is made of celebrities it's it's so much importance is heaped on it, and it's not, it doesn't mean a thing, it's just meaningless. And so I thought it would be good to, if I can use a very big word here, to demythologize the whole thing. And nice! Say, Look, that, that was a little kid, and <laughs> here I am as a grown-up, and I'm exactly the same, but I'm just 
having a whale of a time, you know. You know, my, my one of my favorite parts of the book is you kind of talking how you, you, you how excited you were to meet Steven Spielberg and, you know, the being able to relate with J.J. Abrams on the set of Star Trek because of your love for, for early science fiction and, and meeting some of your heroes in that. And, and now you kind of are that, that hero that a lot of people look up to and want to meet in that way. Are you afraid of maybe opening up some weird nerd wormhole or something like that because <laughs> there's all that yeah, kind like of... Yeah, like that would bring the universe to a, an end. <laughs> right, right. But it's um, got to be a little bit surreal, right? I think, you know, if that is the case, and, and I do meet people sometimes who obviously like what we do, I try and remember what it was like for me meeting the people that I admire and the people that inspired me and, and how I would want them to act with me. And I, I try and always conduct myself in that way because I think anyone that turns around to people, and it, it can be tiring at times if, if you just want to walk down the street and stuff. If, if it gets a little uh, oppressive, you know, it's not always easy to, to hold your patience but it, it, it's it's important to always remember these people that are coming up to say hi it takes guts to do that and and if that was me going up to someone and they turn around and told me to go away because they had a bad day i'd be really upset so um you know i just try and remember i'm a fan i'm a fan too you know i'm i'm, I'm as much of a fan as, as anyone and i think that's what makes your project so awesome is because you are a fan and you take those things into consideration uh, when you're coming up with projects. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, myself and Edgar Wright and Nick Frost, we've grown up sort of, you know, my, those are my two collaborators that I made, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz with. We, we're, but we're all film fans. And, and you find a lot of the people that, that I've met along the way are exactly the same. J.J. Abrams is, is that guy. Steven Spielberg is that guy. You know, Tarantino, they're all film fans that have become filmmakers. And just because they're now filmmakers doesn't mean they're no longer film fans. They are, you know. The, uh, the book is called Nerd Do Well. Do you think y- y- there's ever been a better time or a more popular time in history to be that kind of nerd or this kind of geek? You know, it seems to be actually cool to be that kind of person now. I think it's, you know, the thing is it's kind of become commercially viable. I think, I think the rise of certain, certain sort of, uh, you know, um, properties in terms of like comic books, titles, and, you know, uh, they, they look at how the Avengers has done recently. It's suddenly not an embarrassing thing to be into that stuff anymore. Suddenly it's like, it's to be encouraged. And I think the the, the nerd kind of thing has become very much a commercial property now. And I'm sure real nerds all over the world are are annoyed about that. (laughs) You know, uh, 2004 Uh. is when you guys released Shaun of the Dead over here in the States. And it it took on a life of its own, especially in the DVD market and kind of opened up a lot of doors for you guys. But also, it it really rejuvenated the zombie genre. I mean, you know, obviously Romero started it all. But do you ever, you know, want to call up AMC and go, hey, you're welcome, by the way, of of making this cool (laughs) again? I think think they should call up George. I mean, I, I, I... I think me, Edgar Wright, Robert Kirkman, uh, maybe even Zack Snyder should all wear T-shirts saying, thank you for my career, George <laughs> Romero, because, um, you know, we owe him a lot. I, I, it bothers me sometimes that people may have seen, say, Shaun of the Dead or The Walking Dead and not seen a George Romero film. Right. I, that, that, for me, that feels like credit isn't being given where it's due. I think what George Romero did was he, he invented a whole... You know, the zombie existed in mythology, but it was a kind of voodoo-based thing. It was it was a completely different animal, and, and George created this sort of, you know, the cannibal thing with it eating other people, and and uh, all, 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 the, all, all what we see in a show like The Walking Dead, that's all George's idea, and I feel like he's someone who's been given short shrift over the years in terms of his the impact he's had. He's a, you know, he's a hero to me, and I think, I think it's, 
it's a shame that sometimes he isn't given full credit for that idea. It was his idea. Yeah, what's it like for you to to go about directing and writing uh, movies to then just you know being uh, uh, the cast character in like you know for example Mission Impossible and then the Star Trek? Is that a different? How does that feel while you're doing that? It's nice because I get to hand over. You know, I, I, the trouble is I'm a bit of a control freak and I like to to have dominion over everything that I'm doing. Whereas when you come to work with someone like J.J. Abrams or Brad Bird or whoever, it's, you, you feel so comfortable in just saying, okay, you do it, and I'll just be a puppet, and I'll just, I'll just do whatever you tell me. That's kind of nice sometimes, particularly when it's with people who you have inordinate respect for, as I do for those guys. And, you know, it's, it's actually quite a nice change of pace. I just did six months, no, five months on, on the new Star Trek, and it, it, I love working with J.J. He's such an incredible director and so fun to just, you just say, tell me where to stand, tell me what to say, and you feel completely comfortable doing doing that, you know. I love it, man. Well, we're looking forward to Star Trek too, for sure. The book is called Nerd Do Well, finally available over here in the States, available in audiobook as well. Uh, Simon, man, thank you so much for spending the time. My girlfriend would leave me in a second for you, so thank you for the brownie <laughs> points as well. I earned some of that stuff, so we appreciate I, the conversation. I'd man. leave you in a second for Simon, too. I know, I know. But thank you, <laughs> I'd sir. I'd leave me for both of you. <laughs> you take care of yourself, man. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.